focusing on an emerging generation of kings. to call on uh, the very first panel session that we'll be having, okay? And the first panel session is talking about culture shock, shifts and shapes. And um, to actually help with this panel session as they help set out the chairs immediately um, is okay. Please jam your hands together for her. Don't stop clapping until she gets here. You can do much better than that. We celebrate kinks in better ways, don't we? So we say culture shock shifts and shape. I know I'm thinking, wait, that's why it's topic long. But as it implies shock, so something that shocks you, are taken aback by the thing, um, shifts, you know, to move from here to there. So how has culture shocked you? How has culture shocked us? What has been the things that have happened in culture that has taken us aback? What shifts have, ha what shifts have happened? Because you know, 10 years ago, Generation Z were not everywhere. Now, Gen Z is like everywhere. You can't talk about anything without Gen Zs, right? So there's been a shift. What has caused that? And then what is culture shape? We say that we're kingdom influencers. It's no joke. We are culture shapers. So we need to mold culture. We need to shape culture. So what we'll be talking about is, you know, understanding the shocks of culture, understanding the shifts that have happened, and then knowing how to shape this culture. Do we get it? All right. Um, okay, I see that our chairs are ready. Okay, so you know the drill. Once I just call anybody, don't start clapping. So the very first panelist I'm going to bring up the stage, he's a singer, a songwriter, a rapper. He's called the hit maker for Jesus. As far hit and no misses, like back to back to back to back. And he recently just released an an EP that has been rocking the airways. Can we bring up the stage? Day fire, fire, fire. Day fire, day fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, let's do that again. Day fire, day fire. Thank you so much. Thank you, Day fire. All right. So our next panelist, she's like Midas Touch, but like Midas Touch for creativity. This person touches something and everyone just thinks, wow, so creative. Um, she's been in the international relations and social sciences. Um, she's also, her work has also been featured in Forbes Africa, Financial Times. I think she's a big deal. She also has a YouTube um, channel and also hosts a podcast called I Don't Know Best. <laughs> Let's 
right, so one more chair, Abby. All right. So this person, he's known as the global premium saxophonist. So as by GPS. So if they're saying GPS, GPS, he's the one. <laughs> so I feel like I don't want to give too much introduction because he's going to minister today. And so when he ministers, you just, ah, okay, said it, okay, said it. So let's bring to the stage with me the global premium saxophonist, Jamie to be seated <laughs> with um, these amazing people. My guys, where are their mics? <laughs> so it's so interesting that when I pictured this um, session, this is how I pictured that we'll be sitting. So I'm just like, okay, God, okay, shout out to word of knowledge because I've been seeing things. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, um, I'm just going to, you know, for us to know how to shift culture, what shifts have happened. We first need to understand what culture is prevailing in each of the sectors or in these industries. And for us to know this, let's just, let's find out what they do. And you have given a bit of the introduction. So you guys will tell me what industry you're in and what your role is. So ladies first. Hi everyone. My name is Ugochuku Eluchie, but I'm known as Ugochuku to the virtual world. <laughs> Um, what do I do? I work in two spaces. So there's a part of me that's the communications and marketing side where I work with tech. And then there's another part of me that I'm currently like on that journey. I'm working in media and entertainment as a producer and learning to be a director. Oh, amazing. Can we give her a round of applause? Thank you so much. Women in tech, Sha. Hashtag women in STEM. All right. Um, Dave Fire. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kings. Thank you, Pastor Dami and Pastor Toju, for this privilege. So, my name is John Adifayo Jola Alua Daramola. Dave for short. Um, the things that I do. Okay. So, I used to be busy in the tech space before. Um, but a year ago, I took a break to focus on my, to focus on my creative side. So currently, um, I produce music, I write, I rap, I sing, and thank you. Occasionally, I produce um, sounds for animations, voiceovers, and stuff like that. Yeah. O'Shea, I love it. Just noting that, you know, these two people on this side, they've entered tech. God, what are you saying? Is this the way? Um, all right, DF. All right. Um, good morning, everyone. My name is Dami Funsho, for short. It's actually Dami Larry Bafunsho, Lua to blow Bapo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I am um, the global premium saxophonist. Woo! Uh, yes, probably the best you know. I say this with all humility. Energy! <laughs> we love it! Yeah, so um, I, other than music, I'm a 3D interior designer, architectural designer, and um, I work. I'm a car enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. I'm a member yes. of um, the Mercedes-Benz Club of Niger. Energy. Yeah. So um, I play the saxophone. You definitely would have heard my sound on uh, different songs. You know, for A-list artists and. Ah, uh, yeah. we love it. 
Nigeria just slid it in that the best you would know. Like, I love it. It's giving, I know my onions. I know who I am. I'm God's child. I can deliver back to back. We love it. We love it. We love it. We're here for it. Thank you so much, my panelists. Um, John did something that has uh, uh, that tried to shade me. I did not shout out to my pastors. Shout out to my pastors as a ministry director. Thank you so much for this privilege. Love you, PDM. Love you, KLT. Love you, everyone. All right. Back to the conversation. <laughs> Sir? Oh, oh my God. I'm so sorry, guys. Hi. My name is Oge Chuku. Um, Alessa for short. I've been on Defile song. Let me fancy. <laughs> Two songs for that matter. Two songs. Did you guys hear that? Two songs. So you can just call me an artist, okay? <laughs> I'm just joking. But let's get into the conversation because it's super important. She's not joking. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not joking, but yeah. Let's get into it. All right. So um, from what I can tell, it seems like you guys are kind of in similar spaces. But I know that from conversation and experience that you would have had, you know, Similar but different experiences, especially in this sector, because it's wide. So, yeah. So, Gogo, I'll go with you again. I know I'm sending you to think to you, but yeah. What has been something that has been most shocking to you in the industry or the sector that you are in? So, something that you're like, if I was not inside this place and it told me, I will not believe it. Yeah. Okay, I feel like um, nowadays nothing shocks me. <laughs> And that's because of just we're in this world. Drop smile. Nepal doesn't light in my house, so I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I feel like nothing shocks me. And I was thinking about it when like, you asked us this question to just think about. Um, I, I was like, is it that I've become so desensitized? desensitized to certain things that it just feels like, oh, this is normal, you get, so even if you're a Christian, you're a Christian on your own lane, and then they are doing bad things in your office, even though you're not doing it, but they around you, is happening, so that's something I thought about, but things that shocked me initially um, in the tech space was money laundering, um, it was, I always saw it online, but I never knew I could near me, like, ah, like in my own, your neighborhood, like, <laughs> you understand, like, it was just very shocking to me and how like easy it can happen, how it can move, like money would just be moving anyhow, like and going far and you know. So that's what that shocked me. Um, just the way people like idolize money a lot in that space. Then for media and entertainment, it's more of like a lack of integrity. Um, something that's popular now, especially like in the movie industry, because that's kind of like where I'm specialized in right now, is um, people publicly claiming to be Christians or even like mm. prophesying Christ, but then they do anything to get roles. They mm. do anything, like they'll get down and dirty to get anything. So it's very contradictory. So even when people like speak about it, they're like, it can't be this person now. This is the person that leads Bible study online. <laughs> but if you go inside, you know that they you know they exactly are studying every other thing except christ so mm. that's something that shook me because when i went into the industry i was very naive i was like oh my god this is my room my cousin not told me my cousin was a producer before me she was like ah hey, hey don't i don't know about to, it i don't want to spoil your eyes or how mm. you view somebody but when you get in you, you get know. in and now that I've gotten in, I'm careful about who is my role model. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's carry away, no, no. Ah, wow, that's very interesting. Even with the tech space thing, because I have some friends in tech, I can attest to the fact that they, your money, they will move the money. I will not know. You'll use code and just 
cut it away. Um, yeah, so we'll come back to, you know, how that we can, we can fix this as Christians in those spaces because we're there for a reason. Um, DF, has there been anything that has taken you aback, shocked you, or well, generally? Like what she said, at this point, I don't think anything actually surprises me anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think um, <clears throat> the first thing that actually shocked me when I was new, new to this um, thing was... Um, can we hear DF well? Can you hear me? All right, how about now? Yeah. All right. So I think the first thing that shocked me in the industry was um, the amount of work that goes into portraying a life that's not real. You know, it's, it's clouds. Fake the clouds. Like, I, I got to experience this with different people, and it's as good as having a movie production. <laughs> Honestly, you know, we're calling this person, oh, you you are to show up at this particular time or show up at this particular place at this point. or uh, alpha let's start a beef online so that you know wow. all these kind of things so that's why um i don't want to mention names there like <laughs> i don't want to mention names yeah. um there there are this certain set of people that you know they're known for this thing you know about um staging a this or something you know and it's a whole lot of PR work. Mm. So I think that was one of the things that actually shocked me. Wow. Wow. And you know what people say? Sorry about, Sorry about that, guys. So you know when people say things like, IG is just real, it's not real life, as per R-E-E-L, and it's not real life. Sometimes we don't understand because we're not inside. I know there's this pressure like, ah, let me just be like this person, let me give them. But real life, real life, they don't have these things that we think that they have. So yeah, that's definitely something. So we can just be noting these things too, like because God is raising everyone here. We are all kingdom influencers and culture shapers. So you know that, ah, to note, to change, to shape, to shift. All right. Um, Defile. All right. Thank you. Um, so my observation is more like to buttress what um, Dami has said. Over time, I have noticed how easy it is to live a double life in the media space. Um, you, you have a certain brand that you are projecting, but in reality, it's very different. And particularly, what sort of caught me off guard was seeing it in the gospel space, where... There are people who literally sing certain type of lyrics in their songs. They demonstrate a certain level of consecration. And the lifestyle that they live is completely in contrast. As in, they go to, some of them go to wild parties. They do all sorts of stuff. So for me, it's like, that's really how it is. And that's really how easy it is to create an impression, a perception, push it to the public, make profit off of it, and... You know, and we, and we, see, we see the outcome of that sometimes some artists who, not all, but some of them stepping back saying they don't want to make Christian music anymore. It's, it wasn't just sudden. Mm, right. Absolutely. Can we give a round of applause to these amazing panelists because they're just dropping so much drum even from their experiences. I'm Dave Fire, I still have the mic. So, um, still in line with you know this culture that we've seen in our different spaces what do you think is widespread and you know adopted um, because I mean for example I, I was going through a certain popular entertainment human and I was just like wow this 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 is quite and you know I saw that you know luxury and glamour and I thought wow 
can I have this? It was unconscious, but I now thought, if I'm a Christian, Christian, and you know, this is how I thought, like the first thought that came, how much more, you know, people that are not even in, you know, Christ. So why do you think that this is so, you know, alluring? Like, yeah. Okay, so I would say it's, it's lost. And that's part of, you know, human nature. The natural man has certain inclinations that if you do not control, you would, you know, just keep going deeper in your, in your mess. And it's widespread because most people just tend to go with the flow. It's influence, right? You see a lot of people doing a certain thing. You're more inclined to go in that direction. So it takes a kind of man, a man in Christ, right, who has been renewed, reformed, transformed, yeah. to be able to live a life of discipline, yeah, di- discipled, mm-hmm. a life of discipline and consecration. So yeah, the reason why culture is the way it is, is loss, loss of the eyes, of loss of the flesh, and influence. Yeah. Come on, can we give a round of applause to Jeffrey? That was solid. Um, yes, loss is... Lost is it is the culprit for this thing that is going on around, and you know we're still going to talk about how we can you know check these things because like Defio said, it's a natural man's inclination. There's something my pastor, who would like to be your pastor, Fidam says that the falling man will fall or your mind will fall as much as you let it. Something like a paraphrase, so that there's no there's no you can't do this if there's no restriction and there's no restraint from the Holy Spirit. You will just keep going and yeah. So to so notes again. Um, go go. Please tell me. I think this is so widespread. I think may, um, it could be the culture that we are in because every everywhere you go, there's always culture. Um, in your office, there's a culture in your office. Um, in the church, there's also a culture in church as well. So I think right now, what is predominant is like a culture of desperation. And when I see something, I want to have it now. So you know how I can take pictures of my shoes and you like it and you want to have it, but you don't know that I saved for five months to get it. But because you saw me and the way I posted it aesthetically, you'd be like, I want it now. And then you do anything to get it now. But there was a process. And that's why... Um, I have a friend that always like preaches the gospel of um, sharing your progress story mm. so that people don't just assume that you woke up out of somewhere. Do you get like, <laughs> I was just like this. And even our Christian journey, mm. definitely we were not all like this. Do you get There's a growth process and we're all growing as well. So I think um, the culture of desperation and wanting to like blow might be the reason. I, I definitely want to live a soft life. But I know there is, I know that there's a process about it, and you know, just always remembering that I have to put in the work and everything. And we too were influencers, so how you influence people as well. So even if even when I get that soft life, I might just say, you know, come to the soft life, come to the soft life. You know how they do now? Bring two hundred people, I'll give you. <laughs> that's not how it is for us. Yeah. You get like there's when you bring two hundred people in in our own. Um, in our own culture, okay. we disciple them to now. bring 200 more Come people. Come on now. Okay. Yeah. Can we give a round of applause? I mean, I mean, listening to this team that we're saying on this stage. So from, because I want people to, to, I want to be sure people are listening. Can we just say that I'm a man in Christ. I'm, I'm an influencer. Can we say that? I'm a man in Christ. I'm an influencer. I influence the culture of this world with the kingdom culture. I influence the kingdom culture. Thank you very much. All right. Um, DF. So, 
my next question will be based off of all these things that we talked about we said okay this culture there's, there's this culture that is prevailing has there at any time been a time that you had to sort of stand against the prevailing culture in your industry it doesn't even have to be something you've mentioned but something that happened and you had to just put your foot on the ground and say nope this is not kingdom culture this is not what they are treating me and if you have had that type of experience, what was the follow-up before then? Like Ugo said, there was, there's, it's a growth process. It didn't just happen. So was there, were there things that you did before you know, that event, and how did it help you respond? Do you get the question? Uh, yeah. All right. I think uh, one of the things that helped me, I have not done anything. <laughs> I've not done anything. But yeah, that... Um, um, scenarios, and, scenarios and situations where you know I had to stand against certain things. I know that you know. Let's even put aside um, personal core values. Yeah, there are some things that I know. You know, so that's that's that mindset alone makes it supports the um, ability to stand against all those things. And yes, it also has this side effect to you know have lost. Um, a lot of, you know, um, I, I won't call them jobs. I've been removed from certain projects because I won't do certain things. So that's it. Thank you so much, GF. Can we hear me with this mic? No? All right. Thank you so much, GF, because, yeah. And I think a to note or a point in what um, Damien Shaw has said is, to stand for Christ, oftentimes it will cost you something. So don't just assume that standing for Christ will always be rosy. It's worth it, but it will cost you something, right? And it's important that you do. Also, join the family of Christ so that when you're inside that family, you will have restriction. Like, ah, if my king's family see me on this stage doing this, they're going to be like, dummy. <laughs> yeah, so, um, all right. Defire, do you want to answer that question as well? Um, has there been any time? Because I know that you're in the gospel space and, you know, maybe you're not privy to some of, you know, the world things, but I still think that somehow, for example, they say that drugs helps your creativity, weed, you know, just gives you this, it opens your sixth sense or things like that. So has there been <laughs> any of those experiences, anything that you've had to stand against that even inside this, your Christianity, you're like, ah, you people, are you really Christing? All right, next question. Um, <laughs> in all honesty, um, because I've been, I've had a previous lifestyle of exploring marijuana, I would say, and this is not me endorsing anything for anybody to do. Before, I would say there is there is some level of truth when people say when they are high on drugs that they are able to become more creative in a sense because I've experienced it. But what is the source of your creativity? When you have to depend on a substance to create, is it really your creativity? Come on. So okay. and for me I'm I'm very particular about the kind of stuff that I put out. And uh glory to God my work you know shows it. So if you are going, if you're going to get, how do you want to get high? How do I want to get high? And write a song about God, because that's my content. Mm. How? Come on, come on. It does not. It does not. It's not it's, it doesn't align. It cannot happen. So I feel like there are a lot of things that could attract you. Trust me, I've gotten offers 
to work with certain people and I know that money would come from. I turn them down because I know that at the end of the day, it's not in line with my vision. So what's your vision? Where are you headed? So it will help you to like see out some opportunities that you know you should not be you know, taking on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Amazing. Can we give a round of applause to DFIO? A louder round of applause. We're shouting it loud. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, DFIO. Um, just to reiterate, he did not endorse marijuana. Or that's not what he said. Or, and another thing to even note is he's called the most high as per God. So... Thank you, Peter. Let me retweet it. Which high passed that high? Like, which high passes God? Like, I think that a level of, you know, what we need to come into in, in the church is making, sort of louding that the Holy Spirit is setting things to us. Because if the Lord created the earth, have you seen the earth? Have you seen the universe? If that's who you're serving, then you cannot be short of ideas. Your ideas cannot be non-breathtaking. Like, I've not seen a weed that has created the masterpiece God has done. So, what are you... The weed was created by the God as far as a plant. That was not what he intended it for. But my point is, the, so why don't you go to the real source, source, source of everything that is, right? So, we need to start proliferating this culture. Sorry, to, to add to that, yes, I just it just occurred to me that I did not... Specify when. So this was before Christ, though. Uh, yeah. It's not a uh, yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> for the people at the back, at the back, at the light, back. Light. We've, <laughs> we've all reiterated it now. <laughs> My testimony. <laughs> That's Jeffrey's song, by the way. But for the people at the back, at the back, at the back, three people have reiterated marijuana before Christ, not in Christ. Thank you very much. All right. Um, Gogo, let's, let's go to the next question. Um, my timekeepers, can we let me know how much time we have? All right. Um, Gogo, with this, you know, we've seen that there are, this, there are certain cultures that are prevailing. We've seen that, you know, even in the Christian culture, it still exists. We've, we've shared our experiences of how we've had to stand against, you know, this culture. Do you think that there are tools that can help us with, um, addressing this culture some more. Do you think that there's a there are tools in our industry that can help us, or our industries rather, that can help us shape and shift culture? So shape this culture that we're seeing that is bad. This money laundry, this drug, this we, this you know luxury that is not based in Christ. This fake culture. Are there tools that we can use? It doesn't have to be you know. Okay, can you share stories as well? About maybe using those tools, how you've been able to shape culture. Okay. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. I, I just felt so much pressure. <laughs> maybe because no pressure. Peter has reiterated. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I'd like to just kind of like share a story from the Bible first. Um, so, you know the story of Bezalel and Ohiliab in the Bible where um, God was about to tell them to build a temple and then he told Moses that he was going to fill these men up to, in, with the spirit of God 
knowledge, understanding of all the craftsmanships and whatnot, and then decide to build the temple. What was happening at that moment was a culture shift. Come on. And God was equipping them with tools for them to use. So I think the, the most prevalent tool for us is the spirit of God in us. So... Um, what was happening, I, I, I see Moses as a culture shaper because they were coming from Israel where they were, where, sorry, Israel, sorry. Egypt. <laughs> Which could calm down. Um, they come from Egypt where they were, they had already learned a kind of worship that was mm. not the God kind. So God was trying, was calling them back to a different culture mm. where they, had, they were to worship the maker. That's the one who made them um and and that person and that person that i see as a culture shaper would be the apostles and the disciples as well before they went out the bible said that jesus asked them to wait for them to receive the holy spirit and when they received the holy spirit the bible records that these were men that turned the world upside down mm. so these were examples of how culture was changing mm. because of the indwelling presence of the holy spirit but apart from that, there are some things that the Holy Spirit does in us that we also need to be aware of and what it can do. I think the first one is having integrity. That's a tool um, in, in, this, in any industry. Mm -hmm. Excellence. Um, Martin Luther says that what makes a Christian shoemaker a good a christian shoemaker is not because he puts crosses on the shoes but because he makes excellent shoes so if we're not excellent no matter how you put to god be the glory it will like it doesn't really matter do you understand and um excellence evolves do you understand yeah. the way mount zion was when we first knew about mount zion is not the way it is right Definitely. now no matter what we say about it there is an improvement yeah. so Excellence is not to put yourself under pressure, but it's to know that God can walk through you to create excellent work. And I think the last thing would be understanding your, your voice when it's supposed to be silent and when you're supposed to be speaking. Um, I currently feel like I'm in a season where I'm, I should now be speaking because of I have done a season or seasons where I was not speaking. Um, so understanding that just because you know how you know how when you receive something the, the sometimes you want to share quickly but you haven't really sat down with what god is telling you for it to enter life. inside and yeah. do the work in you um i think understanding when you should be speaking and when you should not be speaking is a thing is a huge thing especially for us as christians mm. um understanding that if the fire is speaking now it's fine and because mm. i'm not speaking now there's no problem with me right. so just understanding the power of your voice and i think the last one will be this is my personal one is understand understand that you have source like um <laughs> understanding that god has put something in you that is very unique as well i know that probably as all of us are speaking we're all speaking in different ways but you're it's resonating in our own way however we're communicating mm -hmm. i cannot talk like Defy, and Defy cannot talk like yeah. me so understanding your source and understanding what god has put in you what that source is i don't know what your own source is maybe you have to do a deep search but understanding it and knowing it then you're good thank you so much Gogo. can we give her a round of applause people on this side a round of applause thank you so much so just to reiterate and highlight the point this is it for you to Coco said it, the best culture shaping tool is God. There's something we learn in Missionary Map um, in our 10 
there's a 10-part series. And Peter literally said, the world, yes, we need to end poverty. We need to do this. We need to do this. But at the core of it is God. And that's what Google just reiterated. But God is in real life. So it's not just God and inside your room. It is God that is walking through you both to will and to do. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Uh, GF, do you want to say one thing? One tool that you think can shape culture? I think... Um Another tool we can make use of is being intentional. Um, hello? Okay. So, Hi. being intentional. If there's something I've learned from the other side of the culture is um, they are so intentional. They, they know what they are doing. They know what they want to do and they know how to do it. You know, and they know how to come together. You know, to Unity. Do it. So, if we can actually adapt that kind of thing. Being intentional, let's come together. We know what we want to do. We already know. We have the blueprint already. Come on. You know, so let's just switch into action. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Intentionality is super key. Like I was mentioning, I was watching that human. They are so intentional. Okay. Um, we have just about five minutes. So I'm going to ask one more question at everyone can answer and it will be what do you think as a body of christ let me just mention intentionality right what do you think that as the body of christ if we did more as a collective we would there will be a force so strong that would shape culture and shift culture because we know that it's not a one-man thing if it was a one-man thing god won't jesus would not have died so that that seed can bear many sons you know so it's not it wasn't a jesus one thing it was it's a it's a commission it's for everyone so what do you think that if christians started to do more of these things as a body because we're the body of christ we will start to shape culture the same unity that the people of the world have what you know what would that look like for us as christians um defile all right, so I feel like um, the church, and I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I'm worthy of you know addressing the body of Christ. By the way, but just from a standpoint, a perspective, I feel like um, the body of Christ could be more intentional about outreaches, and not the the ones that are not the type that they will see us coming. They never see yeah. you coming. Not the time they will see us coming. Outreaches that are very, very media-oriented. Take, for example, and again, we're not trying to, like, juxtapose against what the world is doing, but there's just wisdom in observing patterns. When they were going to push LGBTQ, whatever nonsense that they're doing now. Come on. Like, two decades ago. Yeah. It will just pop up in one scene. Yeah, come on. You one get, movie. You are, you are not, you're not okay with it. Mm. Culture is not okay with it. Mm -hmm. But they stayed consistently. Putting it out there more and more. And now you can, you can literally go on Netflix almost every movie. Oh, you cannot, all of them. You all cannot escape movies. it. You will see it and, and you will watch it. And, you'll be, and you're not really perturbed anymore. Exactly. Like you will watch it. So that's the power of subtle and consistent information mm. into your mind and media is so important because there are literally only two gateways through which you can perceive or receive information our eyes and our ears for some people who are blind or you know different in some way they can use their hand to like read yeah. letters and stuff primarily. primarily it's our eyes and our ears so why do we think that the enemy is steady on that mountain 
Come on. Churning out content, visual Come content, on. Come on. sounds. So I feel like we we need to, particularly um, the use of movies and music, and that is where excellence comes in, because that's the language of the world. Come on now. When you go on Netflix, there is a when you see Marvel movies, there is a there is a level of excellence that you see. And when you just watch something else, okay, you're even trying to give yourself to the content, but it's not as up to par. You are like yeah. uh, you can't really stick. Yeah. So we have to leverage. We we have to be excellent in crafting and knowing the language to communicate. Now there is music that we enjoy that we used to connect with God in our private spaces, but there is also music that that is in, intentionally designed to draw people to Christ. Come so on. we are using that 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 as a tool to speak to people, to nourish people, to pull them in, right? And movies as well. Absolutely. Amazing. That's such a solid point. Yeah, yeah. I hope we got it. Let me not reiterate it, but yeah. Go, go. Hi. Okay. So I think um, for me, it would be to be relatable. Mm. And being relatable does not mean that you water down or filter um, what God's word says. Yeah. I believe that God is relatable. Come on and now. Um, he is. when we are relatable, then we're able to like get their attention um i believe that anything that you cannot enjoy with god you don't need because he's the peak of pleasure so sometimes it's because Come it's on. not it doesn't feel pleasurable to them mm -hmm. so if god is relatable and he's the peak of pleasure it means that we can get the attention of the world um the, the disciples the apostles the, the bible says that literally people said men the men that turn the world upside down they are here mm, come on literally, it means that they felt the effects and the impact of whatever they were doing Absolutely. and not to overwhelm us um you start from somewhere little droplets make an ocean but as long as you're putting the effort i think intentionality consistency that's what matters yeah thank you so much amazing 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 a round of applause for gogo please a round of applause all right df Is there something that you think that the body of Christ can do? One thing that if we did more consistently or as a force would influence? Um, I'll agree with um, what um, Defio said. You know, um, I mean, to use this word perfection in everything we do. You know, because one of the one of the things we suffer basically is um, the fact that we do things anyhow. We just feel like, oh, and grace covers know, it. Grace cover the rest. So let's just do, it. and then grace will cover the rest of the things, you know. So if we work towards perfection, it's going to go a long way. Right. Thank you so much, guys. Um, there's something people say that perfection is a moving target or is it excellence? So it's not to say that, oh, don't put out work, but just there's, there's a process for it. Keep moving, keep going. Don't do shabby work. The world is not doing shabby work. Don't do shabby work. <laughs> Again, don't do shabby work. Don't do shabby work. Don't do shabby work. Defy, we need a music on that. Aha. Don't shabby work. Don't do shabby work. Do shabby work. Hey, don't do shabby work. Do shabby work. Hey.
Keep it pussy. I'm, I'm giving you pussy, Daddy. Thank you so much, Paladins. Thank you, thank you. Jam so your hands together. Make some noise. Let's celebrate them. Let's feel free to call them Ogie and friends, right? Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.